this is the Catos Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 6, Episode 9, Cultivating a Global Mindset, Malta. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catos Podcast. So I hope you're enjoying this season where we're cultivating a global mindset, that awareness of all different countries, all different types of people. How can that help you take your thinking, who you are in your business, to a different level, to the next level, to create some amazing relationships and to hopefully help you to understand that who you are and what you have to offer can benefit a lot of people. So I'd like to say a massive thank you as always to our sponsor. They are the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session. And a massive congratulations to our competition winner. If you just send me an email to michael at cataholos.co.uk or just send something on social media, a comment, you know, wherever you see these podcasts, what you've enjoyed about it, you get entered into a draw. And every single month, we will give somebody the opportunity to win a full year's subscription to Masterclass Sessions. So that's all the live sessions, 12 sessions for a year, plus all of the recordings, completely free. So today's win, I'm very pleased, is a good friend of mine, Daniel Wuber. So Daniel is a cleaner, and he's somebody who really values learning. He's an incredible guy. And he sends me so many messages and just says how much he enjoys the podcast. So massive congratulations, Daniel. And if you'd like to be like Daniel and uh, win the next competition, you know what to do. So a couple more quick things. My new book, Loving Leadership, is out now. If you like my style and if you think, oh, I'd like to know what Mike thinks about uh, leadership and my whole framework and model for how to lead, uh, just click on the link in the show notes. And if you're a native Spanish speaker, we have Comida para Viaje is the Spanish podcast, slightly shorter And if you want to listen to these in your native language, in Spanish, you can do. So this is a country that really, when I thought about it, was one of the main ones that helped me to create a global mindset. And almost by accident. And it's Malta. So Malta is an absolutely beautiful country. It's so gorgeous. I've been there on holiday and I also went there for a business trip. And just some of the quick highlights. They have a 4D cinema, which was great fun. They had some amazing vegan donuts which were very cool. When I just became a vegan, I was concerned about what I was going to eat. They had the best self-service buffet I've ever seen in my life. The quality of the food was incredible. And they had an amazing vegan smoothie at the airport. Can you see the link there to the things that I like? But seriously, it really helped me. I'd say this was the country that unlocked on a business level uh, my thinking from being my early days in Catalyst where I thought, I think I can do this thing that can help people around the world to one of the first experiences where I was able to say, yeah, I actually can, based on what these people told me. So I've got three lessons that I learned through uh, being in the country of Malta and Maltese people, one especially important person from Malta, and I'd like to share the three lessons with you now. So the first one, if you do one thing from today's podcast, just make sure you Google and check out Edward de Bono. Now, I've mentioned Edward de Bono in a previous episode, but I want to go into a bit more detail today because this man was incredible. The first lesson that I learned from the people of Malta is the importance of divergent creative thinking. Your ability to think in a different way is the key to unlocking your ability to create solutions. Fact. And this man was like the the gold standard for this. So he was a Maltese physician, he was a psychologist, he was an author, an inventor, and a broadcaster. And he actually originated the term lateral thinking. So if you've ever used the phrase, oh, I need to think laterally, he's the one who created that. And he was a big 
proponent of saying we should be teaching children and adults to think as a subject, the ability to think. He actually gave himself the title Professor of Thinking. you got to have some pretty good skills to back that up. And I was very fortunate to be introduced to his material and have used his material, um, one of his models I'm going to share with you now, um, for years. And it is absolutely brilliant. And there's so many different things that he created. So make sure you Google Edward de Bono. Um, I want to share one of his models that I've used. It was actually created in 1985, the year of my birth. And no matter who you are and where you are in the world in, in your business, these models are really useful for helping you to think in a different way. Because if you can think in a different way, you can create a different solution. There isn't just one way of thinking of a problem. That's one of the main lessons I learned from this Maltese thinker, from Edward de Bono. There are so many different ways that you can think that can create so many, not just solutions, but opportunities, um, just anything you want to create, a large part of it comes down to how well you're thinking. So you could use this in relation to, I've just got some examples here, some of the biggest problems at the moment, rising prices, artificial intelligence, recruitment and retention. And a lot of people tell me sometimes they experience like a lack of meaning. They say, well, who am I? You know, what's my life mean these days in the face of all this change and all this technology? So I, um, I want to share with you the six thinking hats. Now, if you've got children, just ask them, especially if they're in high school, if they've ever been taught the six thinking hats, especially in the UK, this has been used quite widely to try and teach pe children to think in a very kind of divergent, lateral, indirect way. It's all about using indirect thinking to solve a problem. That was what he's all about, using indirect methods. You don't go, oh, it's this, so I just think in this way. Um, so the six thinking hats is a really good model that you can use, and you could use this now. If you've got a problem, if you've got an issue, if you've got something you're really struggling with, it could be an issue in your business like the one I've just mentioned before, so rising prices, or it could be something to do with your health or your family relationships. And we tend to think that the way we think about it is the way it is. And this man has taught me many times that's not even halfway true. So let, let's go through it. So the idea is, imagine every time you're thinking, you're putting on a different hat. And every time you wear a different hat, different colored hat, you can think in a different way. So there are six hats. There is the white hat, the green hat, the yellow hat, the red hat, the black hat, um, and the blue hat. And sometimes people talk about having the purple hat, which I'll come back to. And so this is a thinking model that he created to use indirect ways of solving a problem. So like I've just said, rather than going, right, I'm definitely gonna do this. What it helped me to understand is every time I think about something, I'm wearing a hat whether I realize it or not. So let's go through what each hat actually represents. The white hat, it represents the facts. So when you're thinking in this way, you go, right, what are the actual facts about this problem? What are the numbers, I often say. The green hat is when you start to think, okay, how could I solve this problem? You try and come up with some ideas. The yellow hat is all about benefits, either the benefits that you'll get from your solutions or the benefits from the thing itself. The red hat is how you're feeling. Feelings are very important. The black hat is all of the negatives and all of the kind of things you have to be careful of. And the blue hat is all about processes and procedures. Now, I've used this for years and I've realized that you can use it in two ways. So you could use all the different hats to think about the problem. So for example, what are your feelings about the problem? What are the facts about the problem? What are your solutions for the problem? What are the processes you have for the problem? 
Or you could also use it as when you create a solution through this thinking exercise, you go, okay, what are the facts about my solution? What are the problems with my solution? Can you see how this works? So let's just use an example. Let's use uh, rising prices. <laughs> now, you might be thinking, well, there's nothing good about that. Okay, well, I'm not going to try and create a solution out of thin air today. I'm just going to take you through the model and then you can create your own solutions. That's the whole point of this. It's not about saying there is one solution. It's about opening up your mind to say there could be many, many different things that you've never even thought of. So this is the order that I always go through. You don't have to do it in this order. You can use whatever order you want. But I always recommend this one as a starting point. Okay, well, the white is the facts. Always start with the facts. Rising prices. Okay, what are the numbers? What does that mean? What does it mean for your supply chain? What does it mean for your clients? What does it mean about your monthly bills? What are the actual facts? Not how do you feel about it? What are the numbers? Is it 50% increase? What are those numbers? And I'd suggest writing them down. Then I always do the opposite. I go to the red hat and I go, okay, well, how do I feel about this? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling a bit scared? And you write all that down. Then I would say, okay, well, what about green? So what about some potential solutions? What can I actually do about this thing? And you write some ideas down. The yellow you might say, okay, are there any good benefits that actually come from this? So for example, you might think, well, no, there aren't at all. But are there? Are there any benefits that could come from rising prices? Meaning, would you rise your prices to keep with them, right? The black is all the negatives. What do we have to be very careful of with rising prices? So if you think about global inflation, you know, what does that actually lead to? Or what do you have to be really careful and pull back from? I love the black hat because it balances out the green. The tendency is if we just wear the green, we think, I'm just going to do this. The black hat is like, okay, no, slow down. What do you have to be careful of? How could that go wrong? Think about how things can go wrong is actually really helpful. The blue, well, what processes have I got at the moment for rising processes? prices? Have I got any processes? Could I set some up to help with these? What's what my prices are going to look like next year? And then the purple would be, if you want to wear the purple, you say, okay, based on all the things I've written down, all the things I've thought through, have I had any insights here that could help me? And this model, honestly, is absolutely brilliant because what I've found using this with people over the last kind of five years, most people, most people, I'm going to share this with them, and me myself, tend to wear kind of one to two hats as their go-to, their default. So for example, they might be really optimistic and they wear the green and yellow. They think, oh, this is a great opportunity and here are all the benefits. Or they might be, they might think, no, I wear the black hat and the blue. I go straight to all the things that go wrong and I think about all the processes and try and protect myself. Well, what I found with this is, no matter what the person's hats are, and you ask them their preferences, right? They'll say, oh, uh, I'm a red and a yellow or whatever. You say, well, what about four different ways of thinking? You're leaving four different ways of thinking here on the table, right? So it can triple the amount of different ways you can think. Just think about that. So you can wear six different hats, six different, completely different approaches to one problem rather than two. Now that's cool. And when I've done that, I consistently keep coming back to this. If I've got something I'm stuck and I think, am I only seeing it this way? I come back to the six different thinking hats. It's so helpful. So try it today. Take a problem or take something that's going really well. Take an issue. It doesn't matter what it is. Have a play with it. I guarantee it will help you to break new ground because this is a massive issue for a lot of people. They're realizing the way I used to think about this 
is not going to get me a solution. I've learned this with Catalyst as it's grown. What I did in the past isn't going to work. I have to go forward. I have to be willing to do different things to get different results. And that all starts with how you think about it. So check out Edward Bono. He also has a book called The Five Day Course in Thinking. It's got all sorts of free resources. Incredible man from Malta. And he's taught me so much. So thank you, Edward. The second thing that Malta taught me very really is through my real experience of having been there for business. And I want to tell you a little story about how when I went to Malta, in my first year in business actually, it helped completely open up my mind to the potential possibilities that my business catalyst has beyond just hoping it had those kind of possibilities. So I was very fortunate to be introduced to a fantastic organisation called Russell Bedford International. And they're an incredible firm for accountants all over the world. And they provide all sorts of conferences. So people, they have conferences in different countries or around the world for junior um, leaders and managers and then for senior partners and managers. They have all sorts online. And I was very fortunate to be put in touch with somebody. He's now become a very good friend. His name's Stephen. He's a great man. They said, okay, we'd like you to come to Malta and where our latest conference is. And we'd like you to speak to some of our junior leaders, some of our junior managers, you know, do some stuff on leadership. So again, this was brilliant because if I didn't have the opportunity to actually do this, then I wouldn't be able to draw from this experience. And Malta has some incredible facilities, beautiful uh, hotels. We went to the Calavari Art Hotel right on near the dock. It was beautiful. So if you ever wanted to do global business and have a place that fits, suits really well, you've got some incredible facilities, incredibly beautiful um, hotels. And another conference going on at the same time was the Gestalt Conference. So without going into that, just Google Gestalt and you'll see that's the level of quality that was going on in this hotel. It was amazing. And so this conference changed my whole business because I was there having you know worked in the UK and worked kind of regionally in the Northwest and doing a bit in London. So working around the UK, but mainly with English people. And I hoped that what I was offering was going to fit really well with a kind of a global audience. And it did, fortunately. <laughs> and I remember when I delivered my workshop and there were people there from Belgium, there were people there from Spain, uh, India, Bulgaria, the UK, all sorts of Canada, all sorts of different places. And that was the turning point where I knew that what I was doing and what I offered was suitable for a global audience because they were telling me. And they were saying things like, what you're offering is very generic in a good way, meaning it's just as relevant in Belgium as it is in Spain. It's just as relevant in Bulgaria as it is in India. And that was huge because if you've ever had a win in, or success in business, it, it's very affirming, isn't it? When you're thinking up until that point, I think this is going to be really good. And then we can actually draw from experience and say, yes, it, it did go very well. Here's an example. That was the big shift that I underwent in Malta because it went from, okay, I'm working in the UK to I'm on the eighth floor of the Calavari Art Hotel I remember doing a video going out and looking out the balcony over the docks and seeing all the beautiful buildings and the boats and thinking, wow, this is something that my business is providing for me and also for these people. And I had some fascinating conversations. It was brilliant because it was a conference there for a couple of days, talking to all sorts of different people, an incredible guy from India. And he's telling me about, because I just turned vegan, he's telling me about how he was vegetarian, how it affects his business, how it affects his life, speaking to all sorts of different people and just asking them questions, you know, and just seeing what's it actually like in your country. Tell me about this, tell me about that. The amount of people that weren't native English speakers and they apologised for their English, which was amazing. Their English was great, no problem at all. So that's the second thing it taught me, 
that if you are in a situation with global audience or global people and they're giving you positive feedback, you go with that and it helps you to expand and, and never looked back. I remember I, had, I released my first book and there was a lady uh, from Morocco. She was like, great, I'd love to read this and show this to my people back in Morocco. And I was thinking, great. And then my friend from India said the same thing. And so it was very, that was kind of the turning point, I'd say, from Catalyst in its first year of all, all years, from I think this will work globally to no, this is based on feedback, based on what these people are telling me, which is fantastic. And the third thing that it um, helped me to kind of be open to, which I let you to be open to now, you don't have to go to Malta to experience this, but definitely recommend it, is having that global mindset is such an exciting opportunity for you to grow as a person and to grow your business, right? So you might be sat there thinking, well, my business is just for this country or for this type of people. Well, is it? Is it really? Could you maybe use the six thinking hats and kind of think a bit bigger or think a bit differently? And think, well, actually, maybe I've never even thought of it in that way. And I'd say it probably has. <laughs> there are not many businesses these days that don't cannot include some kind of global aspect, whether it's a product that you sell, or it could even just be some online content that you kind of make. You know, if you listen to previous examples, you'll know that I've taken Latin America and Spain to my heart. By the way, that came through Russell Bedford because they have so many members from Latin America and, and Spain. But if I wasn't open to that, if I wasn't like, yeah, I think I can help these people through this experience, then none of these things would have happened. So just keep an open mind. Just be aware that how you've thought up until this point has got you to here. But Malta just challenged me, it kicked open the doors and went, yeah, Mike, you can take this thing to a whole other level. And I'm not special. You can do it too. So that third thing it taught me, the opportunities that come when you are thinking globally are huge. They can change your entire life and take it to a whole other level. They're complicated, they're difficult. They're not easy, by the way. It's not something to go into if you want to play small or get the fast win or anything like that. Absolutely not. Very complicated, very difficult. But isn't that good? <laughs> don't you aren't you kind of like don't you like a challenge? Aren't you just thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my business, but yeah, why can't I be working in Europe? Why can't I be working in Southeast Asia? What would that look like? And again, just start with that question. Maybe put these things together and go, what would a global version of my business look like? And then use the six different thinking hats to tease it out, right? And, and trial it a little bit. And so I'm very grateful to the country of Malta because as my father used to say to me, he still does, how do you know if something's going well? You go on your feedback. You don't go on your feelings. Like we said with the red hat, you go on the feedback. So when I came back and told my family, you know, this thing is going to work globally. And they said, well, how do you know? I said, well, I've just been told by these people from these different countries. So I'll always be indebted to Malta for giving me that opportunity. So if you're sat here thinking, I want to do a global conference, Malta's got some beautiful facilities. So I hope that's been helpful and enjoyable for you in helping inspire you to think bigger and, and think, yeah, you know, there's no reason why my business can't grow globally, you know, and, and I'm so grateful to the country of Malta for teaching me that lesson. So thank you so much. And until we talk again, just take something from today. Try the th six thinking hats. Just try it. It's so good. Get a pen, piece of paper, 20 minutes, get a beverage and just think through something and see just how much you're capable of. And even if you don't, just know that right now, just as you are, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon.
So I've got some brilliant random positive facts for you about Malta. Did you know there's only 516,000 people in Malta? And it only covers 121 square miles. It's absolutely tiny. It's got 365 churches, 121 square miles. It's one of the rare countries like the UK around the world that actually drives on the left. And like I said before, it is so gorgeous, such a beautiful Mediterranean country that it's been the location for many films and TV series, including Gladiator, World War Z, and Game of Thrones. 